Hey there. So today we're going to be talking about filler words and crutches, things that we use when we are having conversations or doing presentations and things like that to fill up our time. So like if we were, you know, talking about whatever um, we were thinking about for our, um, so our presentation, see what I did there. Those are the kinds of things that can really be distracting when we're having conversations with people, especially professional conversations, but personal conversations, presentations, anytime you are talking to another person and you are not in full command of what it is that you want to communicate to them, oftentimes we can fill the space with words to just fill up the time and keep the conversation moving in our own minds. We underestimate the value of a pause or silence even for a moment in a trade-off to use things like, so I think that so, um, um, how many of you have been to a presentation where you have sat in the audience and the entertainment for the presentation was to count how many filler words the speaker was using, to count how many ums? I'm not going to lie, when I was younger, it, it, it's sport, right? You go and you, you sit with your colleagues in a really, really, really boring training session and the person in the front of the room just keeps using the word um or so or like over and over. You sit there and you just think you're not focusing on the material that they're giving you. You're focusing on how many times they use the word um. Like is a word that I have noticed has become so popular and it's funny because I think that sometimes these things are catchy. It's like catching a cold from your colleague or someone in, down the hall or you can catch these things. And maybe about, I don't know, a decade ago, I feel like like was the word of the young folks. I don't know if I want to call it the millennial word because even the kids were using it. I can remember going and listening to my, my nieces and nephews and, and their conversational style was all about like. But it was, it was catchy because then you would notice that some of the adults would start saying like. And then you get to work and some of your colleagues are using the word like. And it's just, it's not like anything, it's just a filler word. And then when you go to use it and you're really trying to be conscientious about making sure that you're not using filler words or verbal crutches and you hear the, you, yourself using that word like and you think, oh no, is that the right way to use it? What's the right way? And you almost start to get confused in your own mind because you're thinking, I don't want to use it like that. I just want to use it the correct way. I would argue that my filler crutch words are words like okay and right. And I use right a lot more because in my mind, I'm trying to make sure that my audience is listening and feeling included and providing their feedback into my conversation. And when I'm having a, a presentation in person, it's very easy for me to throw that word right in there as a question to my audience to make sure that they are feeling like they're caught up with where I am and what I'm talking about, feeling like they're included in the conversation. And you can do that to a certain extent here, but sometimes even myself, I find that maybe I need to go back and pull out some of the rights because I'm putting it in there too much, trying to make sure that my audience is engaged, but I can't tell for sure because I'm not looking at you. 
the more aware we are that we're using these words and the more we're paying attention to how we're using these words, the easier it is to get past them. I want you to consider that as you are having conversations with your professional colleagues, your bosses, your supervisors, your subordinates, your colleagues, at whatever level you're, you're having these conversations, I want you to be paying attention to the way in which you speak to these people. And it does make a difference because if you are trying to have a serious conversation with somebody about their professional behavior or their work performance, you're doing your annual review, or you're talking to your supervisor about a promotion or a raise or asking for more responsibility, and you are sitting down to have this conversation and you're throwing in, you know, well, I was thinking about, you know, maybe we could talk about, you know, getting me a little bit of a, a raise in my annual salary, you know, or maybe, you know, my bonus, perhaps. Does that sound like the conversation being had by a confident and sure-footed professional who is demonstrating that they know they are worthy of that raise, they deserve that raise. You throw in these filler words and instantly you sound like you are not sure about what it is you're talking about. You sound not as confident as you could if you just take a pause. This is not an easy thing to do, particularly if you have one of these words that has now invaded your vocabulary and you don't even realize that you use it all the time. Ask your friends, ask your colleagues, ask your spouse, ask your kids. Pay attention to, to the people talking around you and listen for what word it is that they're using. Because I would argue that many, many folks use these words. I hear them every day in conversation. And it's okay to drop it in now and again and have a comment. Sometimes we get stuck. Sometimes we get stuck and we need to drop the occasional um as our brain catches up with what it is. I'm a very fast talker and a lot of times I get going and going and going and then I just have to take a second. The beauty of me being on here is I can stop the tape for a minute, let my brain catch up with all of the things that I'm saying and then continue with what I'm talking about. But in person, we don't get that opportunity. We have to take a minute and just sit with it for a minute. It is okay to have a minute of silence while you're collecting your thoughts. It is not an uncomfortable thing to be silent for a minute because you're being thoughtful. Now, obviously you can't sit there for five minutes and say, oh, okay, hold on, I talked way too fast there. I need a few minutes so that I can collect my thoughts and then continue on from there. Obviously that's not something that's gonna work for you either. But when you get to a point where you find that all of a sudden you're starting to use those words in a rapid fire fashion, that's the time when you need to take a second and collect your thoughts. Because it seems to snowball like that. When I, when I do my reading about why people use them and the, the, the things that are going on in your brain about how we're using these words, and even just, again, observing different folks when they're speaking, it snowballs. And pay attention to the people that you know and listen to how they talk about these things, okay? When they start talking and all of a sudden, every third word is um, or like, or so, or you know. They're overwhelmed at that moment because their brain is not caught up with what it is that they wanna say and they're just using it as filler while their brain is catching up. 
We all do it when we start using these words, when we get, we become dependent on these words to help fill our speech and buy us time to make sure that we're sounding like we know what we're doing. And it sounds like a continual flow of words that in our minds should make sense. But to the person listening, it's very distracting because you're talking about a story. Say you're telling a story and you can't remember all of the details, but you're trying to recollect them as you're telling the story. And you've started off with the beginning, you've laid the groundwork beautifully, and they are envisioning the story. And then all of a sudden you're trying to tell what the conflict is in the middle of the story and you can't recall all of the details. So every other word is so and so and um and so. And then this person, um, like they were so... The person has now lost the story because all they're hearing is filler words that have no context to the meat of the story. You're better off to say, give me two seconds. I need to collect my thoughts here. I want to make sure I get this right. I want to make sure that I'm clear. I want to make sure that I am communicating the, the specifics to you. If you are working with folks where you're providing them detailed instructions on how to do things, and we've talked about this on previous episodes about making sure that your audience is clear on what it is that you expect of them. If you are trying to lay out a plan for what you want your employees to do, and you are peppering in all manner of filler words throughout the instructions, and you get to the end and they look at you and scratch your head and you're wondering, well, why, why are they confused? They might be confused because it was not a clear path from A to B. It was a very windy road where you dumped in all of these little words that had nothing to do with what your expectations were, which can be very confusing because many of us communicate in very different ways. Our brains are all wired differently. Everybody's got a different brain, right? Some folks might not be able to keep up with all of those side things. And then you get to the end and they're scratching their head thinking, I'm a very analytical linear thinker. What did that person just say to me? I got the beginning. They started off with the instructions and then it kind of meandered through a variety of likes and so's and you know, and I got that I was supposed to type up a report, but then there were some more likes and so's and now I'm not quite sure what exactly that's supposed to look for. And it's very uncomfortable for us to be calling out the person we're having a conversation on and saying, look, dude, I have no idea what it is you were saying because you used the word like 72 times in that sentence. Many of us are not going to do that because it's a dig. And the person is going to get defensive. You're going to assume that you're going to offend the person. Meanwhile, you're knowing that this is what's going on. So how do we fix this? How do we fix this in your vocabulary? How do we address it so that you are not doing this anymore? If you want to be focused on what it is that you're doing and how you're communicating and you want to be mindful about not including these words in your speech patterns, what is it that we're going to do? The first thing is to be aware that you're doing it. Ask a friend, ask a family member, ask somebody around you to pay attention and let you know if they're hearing these words. Ask someone to record a presentation that you're giving so that you can go back and listen to what words you're using and where you're getting tripped up in your communication. The easiest way is really to just have someone around you, someone that you know, someone that you trust to say to you, 
you're using that word again. You're doing it again. You say so all the time. And maybe, you know, maybe it's a roommate or like I said, a family member, a spouse, someone that you see every day, a colleague, the person that you share an office with, ask them to just say, could you let me know when you hear me using one of these words? I, I, I feel like I'm using it a lot and I want to address it. I want to work on it. But to, to hear it in the beginning, you really need someone to point it out to you. You may be able to notice it yourself. If you're really focused on paying attention to your conversations for the rest of the day, listen to what it is that you're saying to the other person. Pay close attention to what your brain is telling you to do when you hit a spot where you're not quite sure where you want to go forward, where you hit that spot where you have to take a pause and instead of saying, okay, I'm going to stop for a second, I'm going to catch my, my breath, I'm going to catch my brain up here, and then I'm going to move on, you drop in a, well, like, um, um, and then you move on. Being aware of things that we do is so empowering because it gives you the opportunity to be in control of them. It gives you the opportunity to change them, to improve upon them, to maximize them, whatever it is that you're working on. And this is just another one of those things that can really help you stand out in a good way from your peers and your colleagues and your professional others. Being mindful of how you are communicating with people is huge. When you stand in front of a room, Think about the best presentation you ever went to. Think about what it was about that person's communication style that made them really stand out. Did they use a lot of these filler words? Or did they use the power of silence, the power of a well-thought-out pause in what it is that they're delivering information-wise to you? Having a conversation with somebody, the people that you're talking to, Think about the people that really impress you when you're having conversations with them. Think about the conversations. Pay close attention to how they are using the English language to communicate with you. And they're not using those words. If we're aware of what's coming out of our mouth and what's driving that information, we can change it. If you are having a conversation, say you, you go to your first meeting today of the day and you're having a conversation and you are a person who uses the word like, okay? And you feel yourself going to say it. Obviously the first couple times, it's just one of those things that's gonna fall out of your mouth and you're gonna hear it in your head and you're gonna think, ah, oh, I did it, I did it. I keep saying that word. Why do I keep saying that word? The first couple times is very frustrating because it's almost like it, you, can't, you can't stop it in time. But now you're aware and that's the first step. You're hearing it. You're hearing that word and how it's dropping in on your conversations. The next step is trying to get ahead of it, feeling it coming and thinking, I'm gonna stop for a second and use a different word or I am going to just Take a pause. That word doesn't belong in that sentence. I'm going to leave it out. This isn't something that you can really change in a day. I, I would argue there's probably people out there that have that presence of mind that can really switch things around, but our subconscious drops these things into the sentence sometimes when we're not even paying attention. And if we're not vigilant about 
being focused on what we're saying all the time, they can sneak back in. It's like with anything that we do. It takes practice. Practice, practice, practice. We pay attention to how we speak and we practice making sure we're using the right words, making sure we're taking time to pause if we're not sure what comes next. It just takes practice and awareness. And the more we are focusing our time on that, the better we'll get with it. You may find in a few months you've eradicated the word like from your conversational style, but suddenly you notice that you're using you know, or you're using um, and you have to start again, right? You have to be aware of it and go through the process again of trying to pull that out of your conversation style. But the more you're aware and you're paying attention to it and trying to make sure that it's not invading your conversations where it shouldn't be, the better at this you will get. At the end of the day, it's just another tool for you to take your professional style to that next level. All of these little things that we can work on to make us a better communicator or a better professional or a better leader or just a, a, a better conversationalist in general. Like with any of these personal development things, be patient with yourself. Don't tell yourself that you can fix it today. Try to fix it this week, even if it's just improved. You're lessening the number of times that you're using these words. Progress is great. Any kind of progress is an improvement, right? So be patient with yourself. Pay close attention to it. Don't get too frustrated with others that are using these words because I, I, I would argue that you're probably going to hear them more often now. If you're paying attention to it for yourself, you're going to hear it in others. And be mindful that like you and I, all of us struggle with these things in different ways, in different levels of, of difficulty. We all want to be better. Taking the initiative to get better at these things for ourselves, for our own professional development and personal development is the first step. You can do this. You've got this. I'm sure your next conversation or your next presentation will be even better. Have a great week.